Polly, Wolfgang Polly, came along to the scene and they started putting all the quantum numbers together. And he came out, long story short, with an idea called the Polly Exclusion Principle. And the Polly Exclusion Principle states that no two electrons in the same atom can have the same set of four quantum numbers. So what this means is that when you're putting electrons around atoms, each electron has to have its own set of quantum numbers. And I use the idea of an address. If I wanted to invite Joe but not Bill to my party, all right, I could know Joe's address. I don't have to send an invitation to Bill. All right, that's kind of sad. I apologize, Bill. But anyway, you get the idea. Um, each electron has to have its own address too. So if you want electron number seven to come but not electron number nine to your party, then in theory you could use the four quantum numbers to distinguish electron seven from electron nine. It's pretty clever what he came up with. Let's look at some examples of this. Now in chapter six, part one, we looked at N, L, and M sub L. And when N equals one, L, which can be no bigger than N minus one, has to be zero. And M sub L depends on L, negative L to positive L. So if L is zero, M sub L can only be zero. And we saw how when N equals one, L equals zero. This is a one S orbital, all right? Because N is one, when L is zero, you have S, that's the stupid people driving freaking gas hogs or whichever version you want to use. So if you can have only two electrons in each orbital, the 1s is an orbital. And so we can actually assign now the four quantum numbers. And four electrons in the 1s orbital, you can have n equals 1, l equals 0, m sub l equals 0, and m sub s equals 1 half. And you can have n equals 1, l equals 0, m sub l equals 0, m sub l equals minus 1 half. So the first set of quantum numbers was electron number 1's address. The second set of quantum numbers was electron number 2's address. And again, Pauli's exclusion principle just says that each electron has to have its own set of four quantum numbers. So as long as we don't have any more electrons with those exact quantum numbers, we are good to go. So what you've just done there is you have figured out the electrons in the quote-unquote 1s2 filled electron shell, if that means something to you, cool. And if it doesn't, don't worry, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But again, what we're doing is we're putting individual electrons in the orbitals and we're seeing how they worked out. So the s orbital, we're going to see, can only hold two electrons. When n equals 2, we saw that l can be 0 or 1. l goes from 0 up to n minus 1. 2 minus 1 means a maximum of 1. So there are two subshells on the n equals 2 shell. And again, it's like two houses on the n equals 2 street, while on the n equals 1 street, there was only one subshell, one house. But anyway, I digress. Now, the lower right-hand uh, corner there, it has the different electrons possible and their quantum numbers for the eight electrons that goes inside. So let's look at the first two right here first, all right? Those are n equals two, l equals zero, m sub l equals zero. When l equals zero, m sub l can only equal zero, so there's only one allowed m sub l. And like before, m sub s can be positive one half or negative one half. So these first two electrons are the two electrons gonna go in the 2s orbital or the 2s subshell, if you will. 
The next ones now are when we start playing with L equals one. Now when L equals one, M sub L goes from negative L to positive L. So that means negative one, zero, and plus one. Now up until this point, we've only had one value of M sub L, and M sub S could be positive negative one half. But now we have three M sub L values, negative one, zero, and plus one. And these kind of correspond to the X, Y, and Z axis like we saw in chapter six, part one. But anyway, each of those M sub L's can have two possible M sub S values. So you can see the first two there are the two electrons going in when M sub L equals negative one. The next two are for when M sub L equals zero. And the last two are for when M sub L equals plus one. This type of orbital is the 2P. Remember when L equals one, that's P. When L equals zero, that's S. L equals two is D, etc., etc. So what this means is if you count these electrons up, there are six electrons in the 2p orbitals. You could also say that the 2p subshell holds six electrons. Each of the m sub l values is a subshell, or an orbital, excuse me. So there are three orbitals, two electrons per orbital because of the m sub s, total of six electrons in the 2p subshell. So for the n equals two shell, you've got two electrons in the 2s, six electrons in the 2p, eight electrons total. And again, we're giving each electron its own set of quantum numbers, which is kind of cool. Oh, but there's more. When n equals three, we start getting into the 3D systems. But like before, when n equals three, L goes from zero up to n minus one, so zero, one, and two. And like before, there's a 3S system when L equals zero. There's a 3P system when L equals one. But now we have a 3D when L equals two. And uh, as before, uh, we can break all those quantum numbers down. Here are the two 3s electrons. Uh, right to there represents the six 3p electrons. And then finally, you've got the 10 3d electrons. Notice the patterns. Quantum, quantum chemistry and quantum physics is just filled with patterns. Uh, two electrons per s orbital, six electrons per p, 10 electrons per d. Notice there's a gap of four electrons between those numbers. We're going to see this pattern continued. When all is said and done, the n equals three shell is going to have three subshells, the 3s, 3p, and 3d. The 3s subshell has one orbital for two electrons. The 3p subshell has three, three orbitals for six electrons. And the 3d subshell has five orbitals for 10 electrons. There are 18 electrons total in the n equals three. Oh, but you can keep going. Here's n equals four. When n equals four, L goes to zero, one, two, and three. Remember, you go up to n minus one. So now we have an F player. And again, like before, two, six, 10 for the S, P, and D. And you guessed it, the F, the next one will have four more than the D. So it's gonna have 14 electrons total. So again, like before, here's all these different pieces. All right, here's the four S uh, to number eight 
is the 4P. The rest of them in that column there are 4D. And now in the lower right, 4F. And you can keep going and going and going. But nowhere in all of these slides we've seen have the quantum numbers been repeated. And that's the idea behind Pauli exclusion principle. You have to have each electron have its own set of quantum numbers. We're going to do it this way, which is really cool. Now on a practical level, notice here how all of the S systems, whether it's 1S, 2S, 3S, etc., they've all held two electrons. And the P system, the P subshells, because of their three orbitals, have always hold six electrons. And the Ds hold up to 10, and the Fs hold up to 14. This will help us later on. This is an overview of some of the things that are possible. The left-hand side shows the electron shells, one, two, three, four. And again, we went up to just four and stuff like that, but you could keep going. Then it shows the letters associated with them. Notice that there's a G for five and even an H for six. There's also stars next to them. We haven't really seen those yet and stuff, but maybe one day. <laughs> anyway, then it says total number of orbitals available. If you have the L value, the number of orbitals equals 2L plus 1. If you have just the shell number, uh, the n squared value will tell you the number of orbitals. Uh, number of electrons, maximum electrons per the shell. And here's another little shortcut. Um, 2n squared is going to equal the number of electrons for the shell. So there's different kind of things here and stuff. And figuring out how these work is part of your goal for this section. It's not hard. It's also kind of cool to remember that we're looking at the results of some calculus calculations here. And it's a little bit strange, but it is arguably easier than the actual math you to figure out these quantum numbers for electrons, stuff like that. Whoa, kind of trippy.